0: to the city baby when you see us so you
1: know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we stay podcasting cruise control city state the nation so what you saying what we saying prime information facts keys to the city we're locking the statements streaming every friday
0: and ladies and gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city we're streaming it all on social media platforms subscribe like comment share At Keys to the City, thank you. New hoodies, like I said, if you want a pair of hoodies, let us know. Message us, black or blue. Let us know as soon as possible. We'll get the next order out for you. What a show we got for you today. We're going to be talking baseball. I know, baseball, right? Remember baseball? It feels like it's been such an eternity since baseball's been gone. But we have our MVPs. We have our Cy Youngs. We'll get into that. And we'll start talking about the New York Yankees offseason. Is DJ LeMayu... The most important priority for this offseason for the Yankees. And what would be the second one? Would it be finding a catcher? I know Joe might go nuts about that. A bullpen? Another bullpen add to it? Or a second pitcher? A second, I won't say ace, but a second solid can I number two. Can I add another option? And then, I option? mean, I'm going to give mine away, but I think they need to add a lefty bat in that line. Okay. well, talk, they're so we'll, dominant right We'll, we'll talk about all that. We'll, we'll talk about the NFL. A huge week. Herbert, Tua, Burrow versus pittsburgh and burlpoff the upset maybe who knows if big ben plays and the giants can the giants be maybe within grasp of first place in the nfc east against those philadelphia eagles once again but joseph Aguire, come on in and
1: join us please as always somebody say baseball
0: I said baseball, but Joe, that's in the past. When we talk baseball, you're on for, You're on regularly. It's not just baseball anymore. You're on. You, you used to be the baseball guy with us, but now you still love into, it. You're. I, oh, of course. But you have turned into a part of the Keys to the City family. So you're part of the show. You're like our. What? He's part of the tripod now. We we got a tripod. So do I'll, I, continue,
1: do I, I'll, I'll consider you part. Of I got the, the hair show. and the beard.
0: We got beautiful hair. Ted doesn't have a beard. He's just got his little patchy goatee. But it's okay. We'll deal with it. So let's get into baseball because, well, baseball had their award shows. And once again, Yankee fans could look at the reactions, see the results, and once again, be disappointed. And DJ for MVP, yet again, comes up short in 2020. And we talk about baseball players. There's a lot of good baseball players. We always talk about Mike Trout. And I know Joe always gets frustrated with that, but I get it. We always talk about Jacob DeGrom. We talk about the best of the best. Well, when are we going to start putting DJ LeMayu up for the best of the best? Because to me, call me crazy for anybody that's watching, call me crazy. I feel as though DJ LeMayu has been the best and the most consistent batter the past two years in in the AL. I would say AL he's been the best player in the AL just because of his consistency, what he's done for these Yankees lineup, the clutch factor, just being consistent all around. So you see Jose Abreu. I really thought DJ had a better chance than last year. I know Mike Trout was in it last year and um, Marcus Simeon for the A's, but this year seemed wide open with the Brehu, uh Jose Ramirez and DJ. I really thought he was going to win it. It's just frustrating as a Yankee fan because I really feel that Yankee fans Don't get to ever see an MVP because it's just the New York Yankees. They're just not going to give it. Joe, what's your take on this whole thing? And then Ted, I'll bring it back to you.
1: Well, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and I think one could argue that really since 2015, 2016, he's been one of the better players in the game the last two years. He's been one of the elite players in the game. The idea, look, the idea that you can go out there and become the first guy in history. To win a batting title, a batting title in, in both leagues, you play a Gold Glove winning second base. You lose to a first baseman. I could live with Ramirez in the third base. Uh, you know, if you told me Ramirez wins because of defense, uh, all right, I, I could live with that. I mean, Abreu is a pretty good first baseman. I don't certainly don't think he's the best one in baseball. I think when you look at the numbers, all things considered, and then and this is why I'm so upset about who came in fifth. When you look at the clutch numbers, none of these guys comes close to the production of DJ LeMay. Few people in baseball do. And the guy who came in fifth doesn't even come close to any of these people. And I don't know why we continue to act like he's some big superstar.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was surprised who void finished where we were talking about. You know, pre-show where void finished compared to everyone else. I thought he had a, I mean, a legit chance to be yeah, in the, MVP the in Cat- home runs. top five. You oh, know what I mean? I mean, runs. listen, you played in all sixty games, so credit for him first night. He batted three seventeen. He had nineteen home runs. He led the major leagues with sixty home runs. So sixty sick. RBIs. Sixty RBIs, Mike. What is that? Sixty home runs in sixty games. Wow, that was an every game. Yeah. an impressive job. That right? would really impressive. Yeah, right. Only, only video game stats. <laughs> Why oh, is that, Joe? And Wiffle Ball? here's the thing though, I, I, and we are biased because for the I watch all the Yankee games. I don't watch the White Sox, and and usually they're not on national television, so you don't get to appreciate Jose Abreu. are like, we, well, like, we tired of it? I mean, we saw Judge. But he, Judge but, didn't win it in 17. But see, now we saw DJ last that, year and that then was, this year. That was yeah. something else. Jeter back when Moreno Mar- Mar- won. I mean, we have to get our chances. I think, first of all, there's an expectation when you play for the Yankees that your numbers are supposed to be greater than great. You know what I mean? You, You like, even if they're good, they have to be better than that. Because you're a Yankee, so you're held at a higher standard than someone else. Well, look, like, look at all that Yankee team. He outshines Shines all. No, of no, them. and I think no, Stanton, Glaber, Stanton. Well, statistically, he outshines statistically all. Statistically, of them. he does. The name does it, and that doesn't help. And it, and it doesn't. It. I don't think he gets the respect. Now, he will get it, hopefully, in this free agency, and we'll find out what the Yankees do choose to do with him because there's a lot of teams looking for his. Ability to play multiple positions and hit and lead off. But if you just look at DJ Omeyo in a in um you know in a small sphere, you gotta understand that the Yankees, again, for the second year in a row, dealt with multiple injuries. Multiple injuries. Stanton missed most of the season, Judge missed most of the season, Glaber had an awful season this year. A guy who was a considered MVP candidate last year had an awful season. Sanchez wasn't even around this season. I don't think he played. So when you just put you know, the four or five big names of the Yankees, no, um, he was he was physically there. He just wasn't physically there. But that's he it. just wasn't there, Joe. But when you look, if you really, if you really look at the game in itself, and you look at the Yankees, you're like, when you name off the five big time hitters of Yankees, those are the guys you just named: Stanton, Judge, Glaber, Sanchez. Hicks was out, and then you. And then you want you appreciate what's DJ Wameyu does. He has to lead off for the Yankees. He gets on base. Well, let me he get, bats uh, three sixty four. He produces home runs. He he had the most lead off home runs in, I believe, in the season this year of anyone in the season. You know, just his whole and then the ability to play second, third, first base, whatever the team needs, has to add so much more value than the guy just catching the ball at first base. Well, he it changes on. the game at second Can base. I-
1: let me ask you a quick question, and, and then you can go on your run here. I, I've seen a lot of Yankee fans suggest that the Yankees get rid of Gary Sanchez, package up Giancarlo Stanton, and let DJ LeMahieu go. Right, so they can go maybe go get Lindor. Yeah, we'll, who's we'll, do, like who really? Who really sees the Yankees doing all that. blowing up a team that like four years in a row has been knocking on the door of a championship? Yeah. You're like, get rid of everybody. No, I mean. I- this is this the mentality move. of people you're dealing with. It, it,
0: it, this team just needs a couple tweaks because what's what, what's with this team right now isn't good enough, and it's not a major move. It's just something small. It might be still keep Gary Sanchez, but the question is, will Yankees want to pay him his arbitration of $6.5 million? They could probably get someone lower, but we'll see because he's not going to get the same trade value that he would
1: get two years ago. Yeah, but so, could you argue that there's no one else in baseball you could sign for $6.5 million that could hit like... Like 280 and hit 45 home runs next year. I mean, literally, there's nobody else on the planet who you could expect at that price to produce that at that level. Who's
0: I was, available? I, I'm I think DJ the most important player on the Yankees because Trevor made his argument at the be beginning home. of the season that he thought DJ would maybe was the most important player on the Yankees because of the value he has defensively and what he does as a leadoff hitter. Well, let me. I want to just first say congratulations to all the award winners: Trevor Bauer, Shane Bieber, Jose Abreu, Freddie Freeman, as well. A surprise there. I didn't think Freddie Freeman would win that. I thought Mookie would have. But congratulations. Also, Donnie Baseball for Manager of the Year and Kevin Cash as manager. I just, of the just year. want to say one so other thing shout was- out to all. Shout out to all the award winners. Well deserving in a difficult season. You managed to make, finish off the entire season and congratulations. Add a little harder. You know the other thing about up. when like I did and I didn't throw in my little thing was Joe was Mayhew also dealt with COVID. Yeah, he did too. So he missed 10 games this season. So and he came he, back and like nothing ever happened. So what would right. it say if he had another two weeks of baseball, would his numbers be even greater? And would he have had a legit chance to take over the well, position? This is what I was going to say. Because the Yankees, we've understood. The Yankees are, are right there. The past couple of years, they're right there. But it's always been something. It's always been, well, we didn't have the ace pitcher. Well, we went out and got Garrett Cole. What is it this year is there's a lot of question marks this year because we don't even know if we're going to have a manager by next year, like after this upcoming season, because what if the Yankees fall short again? What happens with Boone? So that's a thing going forward. You look at the priorities. Bullpen is a must go at it. Tommy K is going to be gone. I don't know about out maybe they look to try to trade him. They're going to have to go find another bullpen pitch uh, piece. Catcher, I know Joe, you might go crazy, but it's a realistic possibility that the Yankees try to look for other options. Yadi Molina, but, now, but awesome. you're
1: you're already starting to talk about a major upheaval of a roster where your sensible right. brother right. Your right. brother's right. talking right. tweaking. Well, now you're talking about adding bullpen pieces, trading out of Vino. You're talking about right. Maybe maybe doing something with the catching position, you certainly know you need to do something with the starting pitching. I think and I'm and I'm glad Ted brought this up because I think this needs to be addressed. A left-handed bat in the middle of this yeah, really, that, that really heavily dominated right-handed lineup. Again, listen. I'll tell you what I would do. You give me Trevor Bauer in the same dudes, I'll go back right now and I'll kick Tampa's ass. Guaranteed. That'd be great. I mean, I, I like, I, 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 I all sorry. I would need you give me I, Trevor I, Bauer and the same dudes. Yeah, same team, and we'll go and we'll go take care of business in four days. Is, is, is DJ the most important priority yes. option? A thousand percent. I would, I would, cool. I would give DJ Lemayhew a six-year deal if that's what he told me he needed to stay. I, and I don't, I we don't to, like to give thirty-two-year-old six-year deals, but if there's a guy who I think would be worth giving a long-term deal to at 32, it's a guy like that who takes his his job very seriously, obviously, who's got the build of a third baseman but plays like a second baseman. So, yeah, he's – he's. I, I don't care what the uh, – 30 million a year? Okay. If someone's offering 29, I'll give them 30.
0: So, Joe, uh, I'm going to let Trev go right after this. But I said I don't know if Trev passed this on to you. But yes, you know I always watch the Michael Kay show usually at three o'clock. I like to see what he always seems to have a little bit more inside scoop because he's with the Yankees. So I don't know if you read this too, but the Yankees are listening to offers for Gary Sanchez doesn't mean they're going to, but that was a truth. I know not a big deal. Is he going to No, no, And that was a truth. No, thing.
1: They'll it, take offers on anybody. I, I would was, imagine they wouldn't
0: just the New York times reported, it, but ESPN confirmed it too, that the Yankees were um, listening to offers for Sanchez. Now, Joe, you'll laugh at this one and I'll let Trev do what he's got to do. But I thought this was kind of crazy. There was a rumor and the rumors are great. right around this time, the hot stove, um, that Yadier Molina, at 38 years old, is willing to come over to the Yankees. Now we know what type of defensive catcher he is—phenomenal, Hall of Fame. To, but at 38 years old, what are you looking to pay him? Maybe you they had, switch Gary to. Maybe they transition Gary to out of catcher. I mean, I know he's. Still the camp, I'm talking. So, but no, that's uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I would do. Well, I'll tell, you what, is, I, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I would is. do. Can I tell you what I would
1: do right now? I'll tell you right now, I'll go out there, I would sign Jose Molina to two years at the minimal dollars he would take.
0: That's what he wants. He wants two years and he wants two years at 38 for uh, not that much, but that's what was the rumor. He wanted two years. He was looking at the Yankees and it, the only other thing was the Yankees were listening. There was all rumor, hot stove, uh, and 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 it's just that the Yankees want to see what teams are willing to offer because they're, benefit, because they're said, yeah, not going to pay Rio R- R- Molto because he's looking for five years. This is I heard this all that Rio is looking for five years. Well, Mayhew's looking for four years and around $100 million. Okay. okay. Um, Give it to us. And then uh, and now the question will be is how much will Mets and Steve Cohen play into effect against the Yankees? Because for the first time in a long time, the Wilpons were cheap with everything that happened with Bernie Madoff, they lost a lot of money and they were cheap. They were not a normal New York team. If you knew anything about the Mets, Steve Cohen's got a lot of money. Now he said, he's not going to just go crazy with spending money because he wants to build within. But if DJ were who's sitting there free agency, he might push the button to say, Hey Yankees, I'm going to give him four years, 25. What do you, you know what I mean? Just kind of like, yeah. one-up each other, so it, it'll be a fun offseason. I'm telling you, I think it, baseball, as much as there's not as many big free agents, I think the importance of the big teams coming off of this 60-game season is going to be really intriguing, especially with Bauer, DJ, and and Sp- George Springer, who's already said he wants to play closer at home.
1: If I'm J.T. Rimalto, I would wait as long as humanly possible and make other people make their moves first.
0: Well, that's what Harper did and uh, Machado, right? Didn't they wait, like, to the last minute? Yeah, we had, shows. Got, we had
1: shows until freaking
0: February March. The season was starting, and Machado would Machado and Harper were still not signed. And they got big no. money. And they then it finally, it finally happened. They got their big money. Like, with DJ, DJ's most important, just because I told you this a couple of years ago, when the Yankees made the switch of Gardner with LeMahieu, the offense took off. The offense was different. Look at the offense this postseason against the Rays. DJ stunk. He wasn't good. And that was a concerning factor for me because everything starts with DJ LeMahieu. Literally. Everything starts with him. If your best hitter, your most consistent hitter isn't getting on base, that's going to be a troubling sign for the series to come. And and you know, in a lineup with full of big time guys that can hit for home runs, hit for power, you see your best and most consistent hitter who's always, it seems like, always on base, couldn't get on base. That was trouble. I know the Yankees are still in it, but can you imagine if DJ had those moments where he was big? He didn't bat well. Like in past postseasons, he's done well with the Yankees. The past series against the Twins, he was all right. Against the Rays, he wasn't good, or the Indians, I should say, he wasn't good against the Rays. Can you imagine though if
1: he was? Like well, Yankees, I mean, to, to be fair, to standard, is that because you hold him to a higher standard though? You you, you do because, because high he high theory. Theory. For years. listen. He hit 273 against Tampa with a 320 on base percentage. He hit 300 versus the uh the Indians with a 364 on base percentage. Now, last year against Houston, he hit 346 in that series with a four fourteen. So it's perception. It it listen, he wasn't the problem in this series. I told you I, I told you, know. I told no, you no. exactly. I told you exactly which Yankee Offensively, is the guy I hold most responsible. He's the right fielder uh, uh, with his own section and right field. That's the guy who let the Yankees down the no, most to me this offseason. the
0: problem with me. It was just a concerning thing to see because, well, he's been our most consistent, probably our best player for the past two years. So to see him like not have the level of like how he's been, which has been up here since coming to the Bronx. It was just a concerning sign. I know, like, Judge, you're going to have Judge have his days. You're going to have Stan have his days. But LeMahieu seems like he gets on base all the time, or at least half of the time. Like you said, the perception is so high. And you see him during the regular season that when he doesn't get on base every time in the postseason, there's like, oh, what's wrong with him? Listen, guys, get out. I mean, listen. So, think about one out of every three at bats. You're you're so we all. Or you're getting on base. The other two, you're out. So. so we all agree DJ is the top priority for the New York Yankees this offseason. season. What will we say is the second? most important of those three right now bullpen catcher starting pitcher is it is it easy is it are we all gonna agree I, on this one too i think it's for me it's easy it's starting pitcher because if you saw it, the Dodgers won the world series with two aces that's it that's what and i said it was I mean, um help doing. me out Buer and it was kershaw and that was it and then they mixed and the match the so third and fourth and if you remember when the yankees last time they won the world series they did it with three stars it was ccag burnett and help me out guys Who's he Pettit. Was Andy Pettit the third pitcher on that team? AJ Burnett. When Bernier. they won the World See, Series? AD? When they won the World Series? In 09. Andy Pettit was pitching. Yeah, Pettit. Okay, so I think he was the. Was he game six? Was he the one that beat Pedro? Was he the clincher to win? But, sure. but all I no, know no, is that all I know is we that. did it with three pitchers in. okay? Yeah. And. The Dodgers did it with two, and then they just mixed match friggin' their bullpen and open starters in in the way the year went. Now, don't forget, also games were played like five straight days in a row, which doesn't happen in a normal playoff series. So that's another factor. But I'm saying this. If if you said what Joe said before and you repeat it and say, listen, you bring in Trevor Bauer and say, let's go, Tampa. Let's mix and match now. Now we're good, because you know you've got Cole, and you know Cole's the best pitcher walking out on the baseball mound. All right? And then you bring in Bauer, who just has everything. He has the moxie. He has the pitching stuff, and he's not scared of the moment. And you're like, all right, here's number two. Now got. Now we're talking down the road. You're bringing Severino as your third. There you go. Now you now you take the rest of your guys, Montgomery and Devin Garcia, and you put them in as your your open starters, your spot starters, like the Dodgers did, and you fill them in and with Adevino and Britton and, and Chapman and 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 whoever else that you want to mix and match. Game's over. That's and that's the problem. at that's, least that's how I see. it. And that's why the starting pitching. Like I said, we're all in agreement on this. The starting pitching next because. We don't know what Severino is going to be like when he comes back. We we can only hope that he's the Severino that we all expect him to be, which was the almost 20 game. Was he a 20 game winner? Was he close? He was a, 20, I he was close it a 19 game winner, I think he went, right? went 19 and nine. So we know what Severino is. We know what he was. He was a great pitcher. I know he's coming back from Tommy down. We can only hope that he comes back and pitches to that Tanaka. Are we going to sign him? Paxton. Paxton looks like he's gone half as well. Debbie Garcia is so young. we we're going to be fine with him. And then Montgomery, last time we saw him, pitched the, the game of his life. So the Yankees definitely need us a number two because we don't know the question marks surrounding Severino soon, when he comes back from Tommy John. And we know what he was when he comes back from a serious
1: pitching thing. Why? Again, but see, when this is anybody, if no, this I is it, Chris Hale, if this is anybody no, else, you would you'd be like, well, oh, they will be back. They'll no, be can, fine. I'm like every
0: other Yankee fan that says, oh, Chris Sale's going to come back. He's going to be fine. No. Chris Sale gets injured. I'm going to see if he's going to come back and be pitched well. He hasn't. Clayton Kershaw. I'm on Clayton Kershaw all the time. When he gets injured, I want to see if he's going to come back to the same. It's not just Luis Severino. It's every pitcher that I'm like that with. I'm not these dumb, idiotic Yankee fans like, oh, well, Severino, we don't know if he's going to come back and be the same. Like, I want him to be the same. because I know what he was. Why he wouldn't he be, be, though? What, what What would
1: make you think because that he would come back injury. and not? It's like saying the Kevin Durant thing. You want to see Kevin Durant. Like, like, can I hold, say, on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. It's, it's not on, the hold same hold injury. I know. It's not the hold, same injury pitching. Pitching. hold on. Hold
0: on. Please. Hold on. Kevin Durant sustained a serious Achilles injury that's different for about I know, but a pitching. You think about the Tommy John pitching. That's normal. That's, that's like an ACL I know, football. but everybody reacts differently to it. We everybody reacts differently Some pitches to it. Have come Kevin back Durant, we hope Kevin Durant comes back and performs like a top 2 player in the world like he is. We hope that Luis Severino comes back and pitches DeGrom like a top 10, top 5 ace that we know he could be. That's what mm. I'm hoping for Severino yeah. because if he comes back and he pitches lights out, then okay, we're good. But if he comes back, he, cra- he craps the bed, then what are we gonna say? Well, that's because of his stuff. It like, won't only be because of the surgery. And that's for every pitcher, Joe. I'm not I'm not I'm not putting it specifically because I'm a Yankee guy. That's before when Chris Sale has injuries. If I was a Red Sox fan at the time, I was nerve wracked and nervous because sure, of that. But ball. then shouldn't huh? the
1: expectation be that he'll be back, he'll be a stud, which when he got hurt and came back last year, he was. Right, he came well, back and pitched great at the end of the year and into well, the post. Most of these guys season. do. Most of these guys
0: do. Look at DeGrom. Listen, right. Did, did anyone see the pitcher? Syndergaard's pitching with no shirt on, which I don't understand what he's doing. I think he's just trying to show off his muscles. But he's four, bro. But he's already cranking up the heat. All right. Like, the Tommy John surgery is not that big of a deal no more. And and it seems stupid to say that, considering I've never had that. But it's a. It's almost they say this. They said this a couple years ago. I remember listening to uh, Michael K in a game. They were saying... By the time a kid starts his pitching career in the youth baseball and goes up through the minor league season, he will probably have at least one Tommy John surgery under his belt just because that's the nature of the ball game. I've, right seen, now in the
1: world. I've seen where they're saying kids in high school are purposely trying to blow their their arm out to get it or just preemptively having it.
0: Because I heard it actually could make some of the guys come back stronger. Now, we don't know how – and Trev makes a great point. You don't know how he's going to react afterwards. You have the expectation that he will come back stronger and be just as good. But if he doesn't, that's going to be hurt. But here's the thing. I'll take 90% of Severino. Then I'll take a lot of other guys at 100%. Because you know he can be good. The question will be – can he? Well, you, you got to also remember before he got the Tommy John surgery, he had those. He had he came in looking great, but he always didn't he have like other issues before the Tommy John. He had back or something, or what was it? He had tightness and stuff like that throughout. So we all thought like he was dealing with injury. We never got to really see him come in because we were excited, as all Yankee fans, we were really really excited to see Garrett Cole and Luis Severino as your one two. Well, you know, so you, right you, Let me tell okay. you what happened.
1: Talk about Severino. That. So too. Severino should have had that surgery about a year ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say about a year and a half ago. He he should yeah. have had that surgery, and they and they decided to rehab by um, resting and then by stretching him back well, Tanaka up.
0: Never had the surgery. And that was Tanaka did the rehab thing. Remember, right? Tanaka still never got the surgery, and that's another. And it question. worked for Tanaka.
1: It worked for Tanaka. Unfortunately for Sevi, it, it just it never it just never it never got right. And now the surgery fixes this.
0: I just think these Seve throws ninety nine and Tanaka doesn't.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and, and the big well, that's time, what
0: happened with uh, Syndergaard too. Syndergaard is another guy. He throws he throws right. a lot. Of, he throws a lot of fast. And, and you know, we're talking about all this pitching stuff, but we we totally even mentioned: Do the Yankees bring back Tanaka? And what type of deal do they? What type of deal? I see are, him retiring as a Yankee. I see him taking one more contract with the Yankees and retiring. I don't see him in another. Not year. unless someone offers him money. I guess because money at the end of the day will speak, and you don't know where the major league baseball will be in two years because of this COVID. I'm more if nervous there's that, no fans next year. Baseball will be in and well, like any in other the, sport, the, and sport, and in the, and the, the world will be. I'm I'm more nervous the fact that Yankees could lose DJ, and then what are they going to do? Then they're going to go trade for Lindor, which is. I just which, which I I get more nervous. Which isn't the which the isn't the worst thing in the world because you're gonna get a switch hitter, younger hitter. But you gotta tra- you, who are you trading? You move 1st of all, trade it. Did you not? Oh, I was listening to Michael K the other day. You 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 take one of your younger guns in the pitching staff. You can move one of the outfielders. They have plenty of position players you can move. You move Glaber over to second where he's better at. We all know he's a better second baseman than he is as shortstop. You put a Gold Glove. Sh- Shortstop, right then and there. Up the middle should be your strongest point. If you know anything about baseball, it should go catcher, shortstop, center field should be your three most important, strongest position players on the field at all times. That's how it should be. Your catcher should be your dominant leader. Your shortstop should be your best infielder, and your center fielder. That's how it's always been in baseball. Legitimately, your center fielder usually is your best outfielder, all-round best outfielder. Usually, your right fielder has the strongest arm, and your left fielder is just a consistent. You know, I don't know, know. That's how it is. Third baseman's got a cannon. Shortstop. I don't see the Yankees doing that going for Lindor, but it would be such a such a Yankee move if they decided. I to. think it, would, it it wouldn't be the worst move. If people who well, bash it all depends are, on if they keep DJ. If they keep DJ, they're out of the Lindor sweepstakes. Yes, I would one hundred percent. Well, listen.
1: Uh, f- sure. Look first. First and foremost, uh, this idea that the Yankees are are going to go out. Uh, it, why would you go out and trade assets to get Lindor? Because if you're he's going to he's gonna be a free agent next season, it costs you nothing but money to go get him next year.
0: Because if you why do the Dodgers do it? Because you want to win a world series. You want to get better. Why do the Dodgers need to get Mookie bats? When you have Cody Bellinger, right field, they, they didn't need have, to get
1: Mookie bats, but now they've made the decision by signing Mookie. That somebody, somebody's going, somebody's got to leave the Dodgers. The, the Dodgers George can't keep everybody there. The I Dodgers are going to have to say goodbye to Justin Turner. Most likely.
0: No, they're going to resign him. They
1: said, they're looking to actually flip. Uh, There's Seager. a salary cap and the Dodgers are really pushing the buttons when you have multiple guys making thirty million dollars a year. It adds up it. quick. I heard they're looking Seager. to get Seager. Joe, they I were looking Seager. to move
0: Seeger, which they were because they're in the sweepstakes for Windor, which there is you go. because what are you going to pay him $300 million? See, the, the whole thing with the Yankees thing is if you do sign Lindor, get Windor. Now I don't know if you guys know this. Gio Orso is his best friend. And now you talk about your left side of your infield gold glove for the next seven to ten years. Gio Inlandor, boom, you're solidified. Mm-hmm. You move Glaver to second base. He is better at second base. We know that. It's not even an argument. You can't argue that he's better at shortstop at second. He's not. He's a better second baseman. is
1: that player, only because he's been exclusively playing just there for the last three years before he went back over?
0: Because he's a, a shortstop
1: by trade. I mean, Glaber, Glaber's up, the shortstop. But he, you could tell he
0: was very uncomfortable playing. Now, of course, you can get better. But if you're telling me get better or have one right now at 28 years old, because at arbitration right now, he's only at $22 million. That's a steal for this year. And if you're the Yankees, that's the type of player that puts you over the top. Okay. He's a difference maker for the next 10 years. He becomes another face of the franchise. It's a move for the Yankees. And it's, and here's the thing. It's called rags and riches. If you're rich and you have abundance of things, like you said, Joe, why do you really need to get one when you already have this? Well, because what's there is not good enough. So by if DJ ends up walking and going, say like the Mets, say the Mets overpay for him, give him four years, 125 million or 120. I'll bid the Yankees. You got to bring someone in. You have to bring someone in. I don't think a a guy off the bench or a second kind of class citizen to play second base is going to work for the Yankees to make that much of a difference. I like Lindor because his switch hitting ability, ability to steal, Gold Glove at shortstop. And then you hope that everyone else performs to where you expect. Sanchez gets back to that 240 thing. Judge gets back to a healthier. Stan plays like he does in the playoffs. Hicks is healthy for a full season. You bring it back Severino. And then you have the rest of the team with Voya first and Gio at third. You know you got your goal game. And you can flip in Duhar, You can flip one of the young guys pitching staff. You can give one of all these guys. They're like, Joe always talks about it. all these young prospects. Oh, they're so good for it. this guy, that guy. They're never going to play on the Yankees. They're not going to play over the Yankees. They're not playing over Clint Frazier. They're not playing over Judge. They're not playing over Hicks. So move on. You have an abundance of talent there. All this talent don't mean shit if you can't play in the game and you're not performing. You actually have to perform and be there. Flip them. Get a guy that's a gold glove superstar, all-star right now, and he could be the face of your Yankees because you don't know if Judge is going to be the face of the franchise for the next five years. You don't. The biggest question is if you have to pay Lindor, what are you going to do with Judge, knowing you already have Stanton on the books, you have Cole on the books, and then you would have to pay Judge, and that's a big amount. That's four guys. You're talking about two hundred plus million dollars for a team that wants to get under the salary cap.
1: Right. Don't forget your two um, your two closers uh, that are that are pulling in about thirty million dollars combined. Yes, Let's sir. talk about Francisco Lindor for a minute, uh, who burst on the scene as a as a three hundred hitter, right? A pretty pretty good shortstop. In 2017, the home runs jumped to 33, and uh, that's when the 300 average dipped into the 270s. And as the home runs have risen, the batting average has been dropping. He hit two eighty-four last season. He hit two fifty-eight this season. He's, his, average, his average has literally dropped at least 10 points down every single season he's been in the league. Do I want to pay this guy thirty million a year for ten years? No, I really don't, and I I understand, um, he's a proven commodity, but to me, I feel like he, I feel like the peak's been reached here with Lindor. Robert's I don't I don't know that he's going to get much gone. better than this, and I only see this batting average getting worse. So that's a concern for me. Sure. Again, yeah, Glaber Torres, listen, uh, diddy. Uh, diddy. let's let's give Glaber Torres a spring training. Um, where he gets to play some shortstop and 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 work out some of the kinks. Same thing for Gary Sanchez. It's just interesting to see yeah, what I mean, he It sure is, but look, you're still talking about two guys under club control for, for six more years combined. Well, right, making I really think... making like I said, you're not when when you look at the potential that Gary Sanchez has at six and a half million with his arbitration number next year. Yep. And when you think about what that guy can, can is capable of doing. That would be the biggest steal of $6.5 million ever. There's not another guy available that you could give that money to that would take $6.5 million who could produce like Gary Sanchez could, assuming he works things out. Now, does he have to work things out? Yeah, in a big way. He's under club control for two more years. The idea you wouldn't non-tender Gary Sanchez at $6.5 million in today's baseball is lunacy.
0: They actually said they would because of the, the Yankees trying to cut salary. And for a guy Dude, that's six and that a half million,
1: million dollars is nothing. I'm surprised he gets paid that much. In the grand well, scheme of, of things. The
0: registration number is the Yankees could fight it, but, I gave but more. here's the thing. He, his value is killed right now. And, and is he going to be the starting catcher? Because in the two most important games in the playoffs, he rode the bench. And they so, lost both
1: games. Well, not because of the backup catcher. But they lost both games is the point. So that wasn't that wasn't if they won both games you'd be like, "Well, gosh, when he'll go, gosh, uh, Yokas back there, they win." But they don't. But yeah. they won more games than they lost when Sanchez was catching. So again, maybe maybe the analytics people are a little bit wrong. Oh, maybe I- the people that are de- that are that are developing uh um all the, the, the stu- all this crap. All this I mean Dude, do they win when he's catching? Yes or no? Has he taken them to the to the cusp of a championship every year he's been there? Yeah. You don't like it because he doesn't hit three hundred. Sorry. Doesn't even hit two hundred, mind you, one fifty. Sorry. still had more home runs than any other catcher in baseball. There, Shiro Did, didn't he? I'm
0: surprised he has. Uh, he's making six million. I thought he'd be less.
1: It's I get, just the way I get, the arbitration I get works. him for a penny. Anyways. Dude, don't forget don't forget this, though, Smarty Pants. When this guy was ripping the cover off the ball his first three years and everybody wanted to love him, he was making about $650,000. That's what he should be making. You know again. what's funny, Joe? So is Judge. That's funny. They were both doing great. When, when they, they were, were making peanuts. peanuts. And it just goes to show he you you make these peanuts. guys a little bit of money. And that's what kills me because both of those guys you thought were going
0: to be like you know, like Babe Ruth and oh. and Lugier for the next ten years, you're gonna have, and they've gotten worse since their rookie seasons. Sanchez rookie season, judge, rookie seasons was their peak, and they, and you know, you just said that with Lindor, they have all gone down drastically each and every year since that. Now Judge's injuries too, but I mean that's part of the game, because your best your best ability is availability, and if you're not on the field. And you're hurt all the time. That's going to affect your play, especially in baseball, when you need constant reps. Could affect your future too.
1: Don't forget, Gary and Aaron are still ranked second and third in the history of baseball, as far as home runs per game played is is going at this point. Can you giving me an analytics? I mean, it's 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 worth noting. It's worth noting the historic power that the two of these guys have. And again, it's stunning to me. That there's people like get rid of this one, man. I don't know about that one. I mean, you'll you'll here. Here's the thing: if Francisco Lindor comes to the Yankees and he has a a season like, say, Giancarlo Stanton's first season in New York, you will all hate him. Oh, I know, because that's the expectation as a Yankee fan. Just like there you Adrian,
0: any other big-time guy, guy that walked into the Yankees organization since I've been alive, that any time big-time guy that walks in and does not perform like we expect, hey. we bash him, and we boo him on the third day. Just who did I boo? Standard. Stan. Yeah. I said, give me a break. But because you see him in a Miami uniform, smashing the ball and then you go and watch him on a Yankee on a daily basis, you're like – 0 for six, high in two straight games, five K's, one one ground ball. Hmm,
1: listen, God, yeah, me LeMahieu, bring me LeMayhew back. Absolutely, okay. Get me LeMayhew back, trade me, Sanchez. give me Trevor Bauer, and we're done. We're done. Uh, I, I'll take on anybody next season. You, you give me DJ back, throw me, throw me DJ Bauer, and and we're golden. We're golden and and we're rolling at that point. Can we bring Yadier in. I'm good with Yadier. Can we bring Malina. Yadier in the defense I'll take, I'll and have ta- Kyle as their
0: you. starter? I'll take that. I would, Yadier,
1: I would love it if the Yankees signed Yadier, Yadier Molina, and I would love it if he split time with Gary Sanchez because I think just sitting next to Molina makes you a better catcher. Don't even talk. You know you would. Hate hate there's right so much. There's so much oozing out of him that just being near him, you're like, oh my god, I'm a better catcher. It just would yeah. happen. So that would be a smart move bit. and not for nothing. If you sign him to 2, you've got both. And if Gary Sanchez is so horrible this year, you could non-tender him after this coming season and in 2021 you like and Sanchez you, you still have Yadier as your as your you, starter for one more season.
0: Like in, uh, Gary if Gary has another bad year, are you going to still uh, love him. Like the, no. The clock, where, try like listen. No other one I've ever try seen listen. in my
1: life. That's a great. Did you assignment. see what Jay said? Did you see what Jay said? No, I don't. Jay's picked the Giants to win every game this season so. No, uh, We're not no, 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 not worried about I don't I'm not Sanchez is mother like Sanchez as much as. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen okay.
0: a man love a baseball player as much as
1: you have. Let you, me say no, this. You're down with him, man. No, let, let me, me say this. Guys, that do. Clock's ticking. The clock's ticking. It's already broken. Uh, listen, uh, it's not. It's not. Don't I swear yo, to God, yo, don't yo, make me lost, come over there lost, today.
0: You lost three sure.
1: freaking bets to me because of Gary Sanchez. When are
0: you going to give up with it? He's not When I win them been. all back. Never.
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to move oh, yeah. your, You want to move on to some football? We got a whole lot more to talk about. I do. About Let state. me just say one last thing. I I when what I when I, I the about. reason I defend Gary Sanchez so much is and I've Stated this also, I, I, I won't go too nuts on it, but you keep messing with his catching style. He's one of the few Yankees who, when he's not hitting, gets punished by getting pushed down in the batting order. I mean, Aaron Judge could go 0 for 30 and he's hitting second every night. Okay. I, agree. I agree. sure that because that makes sense, but mm-hmm. whatever. He's the only guy on this team that they treat this poorly. You know, he's a know guy who have- was underpaid. All of his All Star years, again, he's the guy that led this youth movement to begin with, and is the reason why we are where we are today. Every single year, he's been the starting catcher. They've gotten to the American League Championship Series. I mean, it, it it should tell you something. It should tell you something. Yeah, the again, team around him is great. The, the really team great. around him is great. You're absolutely right. So, so yeah. I mean, again, you guys, you guys, all, want, everybody wants to go out and spend twenty million a year on yeah. Ramalto. No, 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 no. Again, I don't, I don't, again. I don't, I don't, no, I'm not. I don't mean you guys. I don't mean you guys. But again, any upgrade over Sanchez is going to be costly. I've seen a guy who I think is an amazing catcher, just a super talented guy, a great clubhouse presence and teammate. If the Yankees can't fix this guy, okay. I'll tell you, Yadier Molina and Trevor Bauer would
0: correct that locker room real quick. Because those he, guys the, don't think, no. Whatever.
1: They're going to come to New York and take over my locker room with Stanton and, and Cole already in there. I don't think so. They, they'd be in the corner, not talking.
0: Well, first of all, Trevor Bauer would, would and Cole would be running the pitching staff. And I, no, and no. I'm telling you, Yadier, no, Yadier Molina having be the two world series. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Yadier Molina would walk in at 30 years old and hold a certain presence that would
1: hold a lot of value for 30 Gary 30 Sanchez and old.
0: a lot of the younger players. And Listen, I think
1: I, I'm open to I'm open to any realistic upgrades the Yankees can make. Of course, because we okay. want to, that's all yeah. we want to do, but I understand that there's there's a budget in mind here, and that we're that, that we're not we can't just spend Hal's money frivolously. By we're going to do this, and then we're going to go get Lindor, and but then we're going to extend Lindor for three hundred million. million. I don't know that that's necessarily in the cards. Yeah, you've got a really you've got a like a top pick shortstop. Stud Prospect in in Glaber, who's at the position he was supposed to be at, he'll be fine. Same thing with Gary. This is on the Yankees franchise to get these two guys defensively better. Because if they can fix the both of them, then the problem is, is Jesus, how are we going to afford all of these guys? Nobody needs Francisco Lindor. Sorry, just just don't need him. It's not worth the investment, in my opinion.
0: The Dodgers are going to go get him. Which I couldn't believe they were even thinking about, because you just had Corey Seager win the what did, did he win World, World Series
1: MVP? There's, a lot, more my there's a, more,
0: a lot more to talk about with the MLB. Yeah, and the stone, Nothing's whatever. happened yet, but it's all rumors as everything gets going. Look at the NBA. There's a bunch of rumors going on in the NBA right now with some big-name players. Until it happens, we'll be the first to report it for you. <laughs> this is Case of the City. Well, don't worry, we'll be doing a Where's show with Gary's breaking report. When Gary Sanchez gets traded. Joe, like we're Gary doing a Sanchez. show. We're breaking new. When Gary Sanchez gets traded, we might have a freaking party. Joe will be crying. Joe be crying in the corner.
1: If the Yankees trade Gary Sanchez, then that'll Yankees. be my new favorite Are team. You gonna yeah. Are you not going to be a Yankees fan? Yeah, I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow Gary. <laughs> okay, good luck. Because so I like wrong? him that. I mean, give me a break. You know, I don't even own. You're going to go to the Angels. I play with own nothing. Family. I own nothing of Gary Sanchez. There's not a Jersey. There's not a plaque. I got nothing on him.
0: He's going go to go play with Mike Trout and you're going to be an angels fan. You're going to root for Mike Trout.
1: Yeah.
0: that's hilarious. Anyways, let's get over to the gridiron and we've bashed the New York Giants a lot this year. We've talked about him each and every week, but when you look at it and you watch TV and you see what's going on with the New York Giants, They've actually been improving each and every week. So the question is, are the Giants actually the best team in the NFC right now? NFC East, I should say. I'm sorry. Not the NFC. The NFC East, I don't want people correcting me with a mistake like that. The NFC East, you think about the Giants this year. They've been up and down. They've got embarrassed by a JV team at home. But every game, they've been in a one-possession game. I think it's 5 one possession games this year for the yeah. giants only, only, and, they've the, it, only the, and they've been on the think about it only though they've been on the wrong game side in um, the biggest San Francisco que- game and they have Pittsburgh on the ropes. The biggest question that the giants have had each and every week is like most teams in this league right now is do they have their franchise quarterback? Well, Daniel Jones has had his ups and downs and it's going to be an ongoing discussion until we'll see what happens with the giant regular rest of the season for the giants, because Right now the Giants are slated at four in the NFL draft, but could be in first place or close to it half a game out, by the win. end of this weekend with a huge game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And like I said last week, this Giants team, they're to some, maybe a receiver, a star receiver away, or I, I like to say a an elite pass rusher away from being one of the better teams in the NFC. Because you look at this team, and Joe, if you want to bring up those stats of the defense right now and how great this defense has been, and we all thought this defense was going to be a problem. Well, you look at them right now, they're second, currently second with 15 takeaways. I mean, it helps that they had five last week. And this was a team that this was their weakness last year. Now we go in a year later, this is a rejuvenated group. Patrick Graham has them going and feeling good about themselves. Leonard Williams has played really good. Jabril Peppers has played really good. Logan Ryan, Bradbury, Blake Martinez. This team is a couple pieces away, maybe a, a pass rusher away, like I said, from getting, I don't know, maybe one of the better well, defenses in the entire league. So can I ask you both this question, Well, when you're speaking about that, Trev, this, look at the statistics, though. I mean, to back up your point, last season, they ranked 25th in total defense at 30th in points allowed, giving up 28.2 points per game. Through nine games this season, they ranked 15th, which – it's much better than 25th in yards allowed, and 13th in points, 24 points. Well, what I and and, and significantly, is- if you just watch them, they compete at all levels of the ballgame. Their defensive line is probably their best positions with the three guys at Dalvin Thomas and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. You have Leonard Williams in a full, full season with the Giants, I which know, is great. And those three hot he's mollies cool. clog up a lot of the lanes. Blake Martinez leads the league in tackles. He's all over the field. That was a great pickup for the New York football Giants. Who picked him up? <laughs> Gentlemen? From the Packers, Frackle has been a great outside component to the Giants. He's had some pass rushing abilities, some coverage. My question is to you guys though: are the, Giants, the are the New York Giants the best team in the NFC right now?
1: Yeah. Listen, the Giants could very easily be on a five-game winning streak right now. Two, every every game within every game within eight points, and as you said, a chance on five of those games, literally in last possession to win the game.
0: So they were—they should be undefeated in this division. They had the Eagles with, with less than five, five minutes, minutes to on. play, okay? They had Dallas by 10 points early in the first half. They didn't capitalize. Stupid, dumb mental errors on the fake field goal they had for the touchdown. And then the offensive pass interference was is a touchdown. And that's just stupidity. That's just not knowing what – understanding the concept and everything that's supposed to do and being – you know how sometimes you get up there and you get so nervous. Just relax. They didn't relax in the moment. They had Dallas by the cojones and they let them off the hook. I mean, I know we've we've talked a lot about the Giants and, and then we've ta- been It seems like we've talked a lot of bad this year, but if you really want to be, I know the record doesn't look great at all, but the direction, I think the most important thing for us Giant fans that we haven't talked about in some time is there's direction. There's there a direction in the right direction in the right path, it seems like, too. They look like they have their head coach for the future in Joe Judge. I think he's been one of the bright spots of this team alongside the defense. They got a lot of nice things going for them. They're going to get rid of Golden Tate. He'll be off the books, which is going to be great. Uh, Nate Soldier as well could be. Who knows what happens with him? The key is, though, with this draft, because there there are some positions that have great talent in this upcoming Giants draft. Need class. Things. They can get it all they can add to the offensive line. They can add a nice piece to the offense receiver. with the receiver. And they or they could get a pass rusher and a number 2 or maybe find a number 2 corner to team up with Brad Bear. So this is the most important thing to me as a Giant fan because we've talked about this for 3 years and it seems like for the past 3 years it's been nothing but bad and it's been nothing but all over the place because That's the thing. The Giants haven't had a direction. It's either been going down, it's been going, I don't know. It's been just running off the track. It hasn't been the Giant way, hasn't been the way that we expected as Giant fans. But now with Joe Judge, with Patrick Graham, Jason Garrett, and this coaching staff, they seem like they're going in the right direction. I think the biggest question for going is obviously going to be is Daniel Jones going to be the guy? And I feel like most peers around the league and even in the Giants organization feel like he's going to be the guy for the Giants. I, well, here's the thing: so the offensive line has played much better. If you read the article in the Post the other day, Mark Schler was talking about how the Giants have been doing a rotating schedule with the offensive alignment. Now that's really uncommon with what you do as an offensive line because if you know anything about football, it's about um, All the guys coming together, knowing every single step that you do and working together as a cohesion unit. You don't usually mess around with the offensive line. But the Giants last week rotated all three offensive tackles in. They rotated both guards in, Omehu Mm -hmm. and Hernandez, and they're going to continue to do that. And it's working for the Giants. And Mishwara was saying that if you kind of know that your position is at any point can be taken from you, your ability to focus – be, becomes a lot more um, integrated into what you need to do. Also, they simplify the offense too for the offensive lineman, which has made the offensive line has played much better the last couple of weeks. If you if you truly look at them, they've played much better. Yeah, they have. The Giants. Here's the thing: where they're going to probably be drafted, it's they're either going to be drafting an offensive lineman, the receiver from LSU, Jamar Chase. Or the linebacker from Penn oh, State, a Parsons. because the, I mean, the, 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 the kid Parsons is a three-four outside linebacker with the ability to run sideline to sideline, with the ability to awesome Well, If they win the division, they're going to the be in the teens. They're going to be in the twenty. Not no, because it's going by record, right? Even with the playoffs. See, I never see. Are here's here's sure it, see. Them? We don't know this. I think, I think this is something. This is something I, I, is something the I don't. If the Giants win the division at six and ten. I think, do yeah. they still go, do they still move to 15? Yeah, they go. Even if play, someone is yeah. nine and seven, and they go lower than them. I think it's by record, right?
1: By record. I, I
0: don't know about that. With the playoffs, that would be, if they get in the play. We if, would have I talked about
1: this before if this had ever come up, that a team won a division. We would have talked about this. It goes by I record.
0: I we've never had a division where it's, if we've
1: had seven. Yeah, nine, there was, and, there there was one uh, several years ago where a seven and nine won a division. This no, This no, might well, have been a decade no, or two ago.
0: You got it. it Carolina was I seven nine him. and one. It was I forgot what year Cam was the quarterback, but it was like four twenty. No, seven nine and one. Seven nine and one. They played. They played that many games. Played 17, 7 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 one. Whatever. Yeah, there was seven eight one. I just don't know what the draft position was. The playoff effects picks. They'll be in. The so here, here's my realistic question that I think we all face as a Giant fans, and it's the toughest decision. Because as a true Giant fan, you want them to win all the time. Like Jay says, he picks the Giants every week to win. But do we want the Giants to win to make the playoffs for one game? Maybe that they could get hot. Or do we want the Giants to not lose, but stay in a position where they can get in, like we always say, when you're picking in the top five, a gold jacket guy that can be an impactful player for the next 10 years. And that could be your left tackle, which solidifies your offensive line. You move Thomas over to right tackle and you get your left tackle, maybe Penny Sewell from Oregon. Do you get the linebacker from Penn State, who you team up with Blake Martinez, and now you have that elite pass rusher who also can play linebacker and cover the tight ends? Or do you get the, the receiver out of LSU, Jamar Chase, who is athletic, he's a playmaker. If you watch what he did against Trayvon Mullen last year, the Clemson cornerback who went in the first round and torched him for 212 yards and two touchdowns in the national championship game, you put him up now. And team him up with Daniel. Now you have your impact receiver. Now you have still Evan Ingram, your fifth-year option. Now you have Saquon coming back. You have Daniel Jones in his third year. You could still. Re- I think for me, the most important thing coming into this season was. You didn't answer my question. What no. do you? Where do you want the Giants to be? Do you want the Giants to be winning this division, or do you want the Giants to be in a position where they can get an impactful player, and I was player to help to, the team for the next five years? I was going to answer that question, but I was going to do it differently, like Ted does. But of course. I want to see the Giants. I mean, a lot of giant fans want to see the Giants play meaningful. Games, I think, I, and there's half a giant. But I think fans every I game is meaningful. And I think it. when they play Burrow, like Joe said last week, when they play Burrow, when they play Kyle Murray, when they play these young quarterbacks, and we're comparing them to Daniel Jones, we're going to see if Daniel Jones is the real deal. My thing is, coming into this season was, I just want to know that the Giants were going in the right direction. Because it's been since 2011, 2012. And they even said it in the New York Post, that they, from champs to the abyss, that's all the Giants have been since that time. Forget about the '16 season, okay? Forget about that one playoff appearance. That was just that. They should have made it even farther that year. They were that talented. They were one of the better teams in the league that year. But, but instead, we got to go for a boat trip in Miami. Well, Eli part, that game. Anyway, my thing is, I just wanted the Giants to. Get out of that abyss. I just wanted the Giants to have some sort of direction instead of going all over the place like a freaking pinball machine. I wanted them to go that way. I couldn't take any more of this. With them seeing, I know they're 2-7. and seven. I know they're one of the – right now they're slated at the fourth and it seems like another bad year. But with the way this division is, with the way the coaching staff is, with the way the defense has been, it gives me hope that the next five to ten years, the Giants are going to be competitive in the NFC East and in the NFC.
1: Do you realize that and, and, and we've talked about it, and he's actually averaging eight yards a carry, but yeah. Daniel Jones doesn't 8. just 8 lead. Yards
0: carry. lead in the he, league for carries. So yeah, that's, doesn't that's
1: just lead the Giants in rushing. He leads the Giants in rushing by a hundred yards. Here's another here's another point. Sterling Shepard needs maybe one more carry and ten more yards, and he'll officially have more rushing yards. In 2020, than Saquon Barkley's going to finish with. Okay, so things have been a little weird for the Giants' offense, and and again, you pointed it out Ted earlier. Look, you can't even Saquon missed a bunch of time last year. It's hard to even argue that that's the problem, but I still contend it is a huge problem, and I still think that Daniel Jones doesn't have nearly the weaponry that most other guys around the league have. And and a lot of it. A lot of the times, again, you look at somebody like Angram or Shepard. It's more reputation than it is production.
0: Yeah, look at the Packers. They have Devontae Adams and no one else. But Devontae is no one is far better than half all the guys on the Giants combined. Sorry, the only person that compares him is Saquon, but he hasn't played on the field in the last two seasons. Sorry,
1: Trevor, ahead, you said something about Leonard Williams has been good or as something to yeah. that effect. Yeah, he's he been a good. he's been a beast. Yeah, he's been he has five, five sacks, tackle. five sacks, eight tackle for losses, and I'll tell you what: in this game against the uh, against the Washington football team, <laughs> the Giants the Giants had a three man rush yeah. late in that game where Leonard Williams came up with a sack. No mm-hmm. blitz, just the three of them, and he got there. Like to me, that was the best thing I've seen all year. Was a sack on a, a three man rush where Leonard Williams yeah. just came bulling through and made a sack. No, a giant, no, so I mean, funny the, the quote you use because right in
0: the post, I'm looking right here defensive tackle Leonard Williams, five sacks, parentheses, he's a beast. Blake Martinez said when he's been on top of his game, I don't think anybody could stop him.
1: I mean, he's God. I had not re- I didn't read that article, I swear to you. Um, but that God. was, I wrote that down the other day. I was taking notes. I after like the, the next day, I, I actually, um, you know, they do like where you could watch the game sort of sped up. Yeah, the game film yeah. and the extra stuff. I watched that and I, and instead of really like, instead of watching the game, I wrote down stuff, observations that I made. Like, I mean, Alfred Morris, uh, uh, I, I thought, what an yeah. unbelievable job of running, just yeah. downhill running the entire game. You know what that reminded me of? Giants football, mm-hmm. taking the ball, hitting the pile, and, and just going. X like, entire- Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that's, yeah. N- that's NFC East football. Like that's how you do it. That's how you bang it. You know, the other thing I'll I'll say is uh Logan Ryan Wait might be might be the guy who saves Dave Gettleman's job. He's just so
0: smart. He's the ability I mean, Bradbury, to understand well, Bradbury is what well. Let me put it this Blake way. Martinez. Defensive back Logan Ryan, 53 tackles, one pick, 7 PDs. Intellectual Martinez says he's just so smart. He's able to understand what offenses are trying to do, and able to. Did you hear about the story I,
1: with him and his, his wife? How he got. No. Home. No, I didn't. But did you hear the story about the um Over about the, the the defensive the play? Yeah. Yes, yeah, because they ran it
0: at the end of the first half, and he and told, he blew it. And he blew it, and he told Graham, "Don't worry, run it again. I promise you." Because I watched a game film the other day, and they showed him. He, he, he was too close to the sideline. He was supposed to come down more in the box and the corner. So what it has Bradbury, oh, a normal coverage okay. shell, the safeties stay high. Yes. And the corner sink low when you play the underneath zone. Yeah. Well, what happened was they were trying to trick Alex Smith. So whether he were going to reverse going to bring Logan Ryan to come down and Bradbury was going to sink, not sink. He was going to, he was going to fall back. He was going okay. to be the deep half and then they would have the other corner uh, safety in that half. Well, so when they ran it again, and Ty, uh, Terry McLaurin ran the curl route at 15, Wogan Ryan's ability to come underneath like they had, pick that ball off, and that's how they got one of their two picks late in the fourth quarter when they shut down Washington.
1: You know, it's funny. It's almost it's almost to their benefit, Teddy, a great explanation of the defense and how that whole thing worked. The fact that that Ryan blew it, and they had the big gain, and it didn't even end up kind of hurting them, but – He went back in, like you said, and and he talked to Coach Graham and was like, I I got this. But now the Redskins feel like that play's there. Did you
0: know that they didn't practice that all all week? Yeah, they wrote it in the night before.
1: I saw that. That's insane.
0: They implemented that the night before, and it was something that they wanted to adjust to late in the game if they
1: needed to. So here's the Redskins. Have this play from earlier. They knew it worked. You don't think the Giants have anything to stop it. You know what I mean? So of course they to- went to that play there. And 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 this is why, you know, when we talk about if this Giants team's going in the right direction, I love Patrick Graham. And I really like Joe Judge. And I really like Daniel Jones. And I love Saquon. And I love this whole defense. There's nobody on this defense right now that I don't like. And that's
0: the thing, there's no stars on this defense right now, but yeah. It, it,
1: just, but is there anybody know. on that defense where you're like, "Oh, it's this guy again." I feel like the 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 Brad last Barry? couple years, the last I mean, it's tough. And, and then, well, let me let me
0: t- let me tell you a little bit about this defense. First of all, the Giants already have at least a half a sack from 14 different players this season. Only 14 had at least a half a sack all last season. They're doing it at a dev- uh, several positions. Graham's running quarters position 4.5%, which means you have more than six cornerbacks on the field. The only person that runs it even close to that is Bill Belichick. He comes from the Belichick roots, where he, uh, they're also working on a nickel defense, which 50% of the time, which means is he's got more speed on the field, playmakers, ability to do things. So once we get McKinney back, the second round pick, Alabama, who we loved in the draft early that's playmaker because got- we thought, okay, we didn't get Isaiah Simmons, but we got McKinney. We're like, all right, that's okay. We got a guy that can play in the box. But now is okay. if you watch a lot of these defenses, the way teams are playing and the ability to stretch the field, now they're going to probably play three safeties, Two linebackers and two okay. cornerbacks. Not the, so you're going to have you're going to have Jabril Peppers, you're going to have Logan Ryan who also plays safety, and you're going to have McKinney, which is going to give a lot of versatility to what Graham could do on this defense. And now you'll still have your linebackers with Martinez and Frackle, and then you're still going to have your three big front guys. And that's what's key: Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence, and Leonard Williams are eating up blocks for the linebackers. That's why Blake Martinez is leading the league in tackles, and and they're stopping the run at such a great rate. I mean, they really are. They're they're doing a very good job in stopping the run. Let's just say this. The Giants, as a team, are not no pushovers anymore. You're not going to – it's not going to be like, oh, we're playing the Giants. It's going to be easy win. Joe, that play we're this talking is, about this is play, right here. Somebody said – who said it? Right yeah, here. That, there it is. Play. <laughs> I was love the that. Play, and then that was the second Somebody down Somebody said it. The Giants might be the best 2-7 team they've ever seen. Colin Collard said it. He said they're the best 2-7 team. Uh, they've I gotten better football. every week. And look, 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 look. look. This, I'm not picking this game because it's Philly, and I just don't know what the hell is going to happen because it's Philly every time. And we just yeah. saw it two weeks ago. So I'm not picking it. I'm not picking the game.
1: I just look, don't this is, th- I, I said it before. I'm glad Colin said it. I think this is a two and seven team that's a seven and two team. And I think they would probably, in real life, if they were seven and two, lose to the Eagles. Yeah, and oh, well, the seven oh, well. and three. So them losing to the Eagles in a in a in a good tough game that 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 won't hurt me. I would prefer to see the Giants lose out again, Trev. For me, I want to feel like I want to feel like Jones is the guy. And yeah, it's course. it's look, he's he's got a you know uh, what are we at seven more games. It's uh, unlikely that in the last. Yeah, and it's unlikely in the last seven games that Daniel Jones is going to make me think. No, no, he's not the guy. He would have to really play poorly. He had two more
0: fumbles again, even though at he least he's recovering them. He didn't have, yeah, he didn't <laughs> have no turnovers in the game. Which, which which is the last time he had no turnovers was against Washington, which
1: is incredible to think about. If you just is there about- a way? And I don't know, I don't know how this is a joke, but can Washington? the Giants ask to play Washington every week? All yeah, right. Could that it be arranged? Changed. It, it would be amazing. How well they play. It's yeah. funny
0: because Yeah, it's funny because they beat Dallas, they beat Philly, and then the Giants kicked the crap out of them uh, last week. And that just and explains, explains the NFC That, that explains do. the NFC East in another nutshell. That's what I'm saying. The Giants, really, if you think about it, all I want to see from this year is just them going in the right direction. But I never thought they'd be in the situation they are now. Hell, I didn't know this. that. the the 2020 version of the NFC East would be this bad because we all thought Dallas and Philly would be above and shoulders, every uh, head and shoulders better than everybody else than Washington and the Giants. We didn't this expect is
1: a, Here's an interesting perspective, right? If the season would have started and I would have told you, look, I'm not going not gonna to tell you records and we're probably not making the postseason. Mm-hmm. But if I could tell you that by the season's end, people might be saying the Giants are the best team in this division. You would have looked around at Dak and Dallas and Wentz in and, 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 and Philly and H- uh, Haskins in Washington and you'd have been like, mm, "What?" Yeah. what? And I think to- that there's a real possibility, like you said, when this season is over, let's say the Giants offense starts to really groove, the defense gets better, wins, or lose or draws, I don't care. If the season ends and we could legitimately say like, all right, rough year for everybody in a lot of ways, 2021's the Giants year, then this will have all been worth it for me. Everything in 2021 works best for me.
0: And in 2020, we can only um, hope. I'll right. be 34 in 2021 and the Giants. Will be, no, honestly, I'm, like, I'm just really appreciating the Giants. I watched. We were down in Atlantic City this weekend, and we watched the Giant game. And the only thing I had concern was they had such a good lead in the first half that they weren't able to extend it. But what I did like was that the defense came through in the end of the day and shut it down when they needed to. And that's something that you talked about multiple times where the Giants haven't been able to finish at the end of the games. Now, that's something I want to see this week against the Eagles. Can they get a lead and can they finish when they need to like they did the first time but just finish the game? And win the game. I don't We're care how We're going to get back to We're going to be, just, be this week. Because the be, Giants, have you can tell if you just, even if you're not a huge football fan and don't know much about football, you can just watch the game of the Giants and look at them and say, people, they are getting better. Whatever is being said from the head coach is the message is being sent to the players and the players are getting the message. That's now, okay. the talent night right. might not be up there like everyone else would want them to be, but they are improving, okay? And if you watched all the games thoroughly, this is why it's so hard to be a Giants fan, because you're like, we should have won that game, and you, we should have. And this is not just like everyone's, oh, we should have won that. No, no, the Giants should have won that game. Steelers, baby, absolutely, Dave Riccio. A&A, Dave, I picked, I picked the Steelers to go undefeated, so do let me down. And listen, that's a veteran team. Is a veteran team that has everything working. Tomlin's been there for ten years. Roethlisberger and the players. The Giants are implementing a brand new system, new coaching staff, brand new coordinators. That's why people got a rotation go with the whole Jason Garrett thing because it's, it's got this is what Jason Garrett does. Let's just see. And Joe, you were right. And maybe we jump to conclusion because I was going to say, Joe, I don't gonna, agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on statement. one statement. It's going to go I don't, off the Giants. Do you agree with that statement? No, I don't but I agree. I want to I want to say something to Joe. And I'm gonna give him credit. Like, Joe, I want to give you credit because you know we always bash you on the bets. But here's the thing. Remember how last <laughs> week we were
1: talking about <laughs> just quarterbacks? That's all you want. They're good bets, and I stand oh, behind no, all no, my no, bets. No. Oh, hold
0: because you lose. Hold on. Nobody they're likes they're a good loser. loser. That's okay. Great. We're the winners. So be quiet for two seconds. Lose you know how we were? T- we're talking about quarterbacks, and you're like, yeah, one week you're like he's the best quarterback in the world, and next week he sucks. Well, remember how Trev and us were like, you know, we really like Tampa, right? And, oh, like, I'm not changing. and we were all for Tampa. And then you it. watched Tampa last week nope, get the butt kicked against the Saints. Nope. And Bad. you're like, and I was like, wait till Joe comes on the show this week and be like, what's your thought now? Is Tampa not the best team? No Are more you going to ask me that question still? Because I still will sit here and say, I'll take Tampa over anyone in the NFC right now.
1: Well, that's a stupid thing to say. If you're going to make fun of me for Gary Sanchez, what? how could you say that?
0: Because I am, because, hold on. How could you of, say oh, that? Because you just saw So no, How could you say that? You see I'm, what I just gonna, did there? I just took I'm your logic gonna, and I applied, it, you. Against you.
1: You I, applied I, it against I, you. you. Danny, give me a chance. I'm the pod, Joe. Hold on, Danny, give me a chance. You couldn't have I'm set gonna, me up go. any better, Teddy. Hey. It's like we talked hey. earlier and planned this. Both of you, Sade, so, uh, Yeah, bring
0: it. Here we go. I'm going to go down. Well, I'm going to go with this. Seattle. Seattle showed – oh, yeah, how about the Bucks? Yeah, hey, Jace, <laughs> how, about, how, about your beer? how about your beers, Jace? Yeah, go back to liking the beers and Nick Foles.
1: Anyways. Anybody – listen, anybody who comments right now on Facebook about how bad the Bucks are, you'll instantly get put up while Trevor's talking, just so everybody knows. Yeah, Trevor.
0: Here we go. So, anyways, Seattle first. Seattle just showed firsthand why they will not get to even the Super Bowl of last week. It doesn't matter what Russell Wilson does. He could put up 40, 45 points. Their defense is given up 50. They're not going to beat them with anybody with that bad of a defense. Green Bay, yes, they beat San Fran, but San Fran had a JV team last week, literally, because of COVID and all the injuries. There, I still do not trust Aaron Rodgers, even though Joe does, when, oh, yeah, the Bucs beat them by four touchdowns early in the season, too. And the Saints, maybe the Saints have the Bucks number but I'm not taking anybody else over that Tampa Bay team still. They're still going to get Antonio Brown. They're going to get him into the groove of things. I can't believe I'm saying his name again because I never thought he'd play. They're going to get Mike Evans and Chris got going again. The running game had an off game Brady. Oh, where's Steve versus I hope he's watching because I know how Steve said that the offensive line is not important in the NFL. Okay. Well that just showed last week too. It doesn't matter how great you are, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time when you're getting pressured and your offensive line doesn't give you any time, you are not winning. It's plain and simple. You're going to have a long night. I will still take my chances with the Buccaneers because I still feel they are the most complete team in the NFC with the offensive line, their defense as nasty as they are, and still having the greatest quarterback of all time. Just said he thinks, yeah, okay. You guys are. Fine. Joe, are you commenting on the show? Are you really commenting? Really? I'm not, I, will, I will put this. You're keys to the city. You, what do you think? on. Hold on, hold on. I take the Saints, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Packers, and a rematch in the Bears because – all right, Jace. And you picked the Giants too, right? You'll pick the Giants to win too? Okay. I will put it this way. Seattle's two losses are, come from when they both times score thirty-four points. How do you know how do you score thirty four points in both games and lose? I don't know. Ask Jace. He still thinks the Seattle Seahawks are great. The Cardinals come are the, on, come on, the
1: Cardinals? The Cardinals are interesting. Hold on, hold on. Let's can we address the Cardinals Hold on, I want to address what? the Blake Martinez thing. It, I can get under no. no,
0: you. What do you mean no? If you're the lead, you're supposed to stay under control at all times and maintain. I'm focus. like Don slash the lead. Then I'm no. no you he, are not he, the. He's he, not the. He, lead. Not the lead. He's McGregor. You're not the. You know. He's the. He looks like Don, like Don. You know Don McGregor. You know who Don McGregor is on the K show. Come on, I love Don McGregor. He's the whole Don, show.
1: McGregor's the it is on a whole show for me.
0: Sometimes I don't like, when gets pissed that his face blows the Giants up. are not good because uh, Joe Judge, and they got – I was like, a, what? It says, and it's also impactful, Steve. The offensive line is very impactful. Anyways, Listen, Joe, real quick,
1: real quick, you know, you, you made a face when I first uh, clicked on uh, or brought up Jace's comment about Blake Martinez. You made a face. Yeah. And I disagree that he's the best linebacker in the league, but to say Blake I Martinez know. is not a star I'm, is a no, stretch. No, he's 92 really tackles, great. leads the NFL. Uh he's got six and a half tackles for losses, two sacks, yeah. three best defended, big? a pick, a he's fumble recovery, and a fumble he loss. Hold on. Guys. He's been he's been everything the Giants needed in that spot for a really long time. And he's on the and field. I, and I'll time. tell you, when you fill that spot up and you put a leader on the field, I mean, it's it's almost hard to not be better. Mm-hmm. So just his presence alone and what he does leadership wise, but just the fact that he's, he's that guy has made 100%. the defense better. And I agree. 100%. I think when Xavier McKinney gets back, boy, I think this defense is going to start really turning want, some head if we're not already. I want to ask you quick about
0: the, my, my Bucks take. Don't, inter- don't ignore it. Oh, listen, I,
1: the, I, the, with, I I agree. I I I think is. that the bucks are probably the most complete team in the NBA.
0: But the problem is when their offensive line doesn't perform like they have been, they be, they come back down to field. See, here's the thing. If you watch football, there is really no dominant team. The Steelers showed last week that even they have a weakness. Maybe the best team is still the Chiefs because of Mahomes and the ability to score at any time from anywhere on the field makes them the most dangerous, Where the Steelers can't do that, even if your defense is great. The problem with Seattle is their defense is so poor that Russell Wilson has to do so much. And you're telling me that you're going to lose two games at 34 and scored 34 points. That's the what I'm saying. They lose. rely so heavily on Russell Wilson that no matter what he does, he could throw for a 1,000 yards. If that defense doesn't stop anybody, they're not winning the game. And then the Packers we've seen, if you can bring a physical running game to the Packers, yes. you can dominate them. The 49ers The did. Saints are too tough. I mean, we did pick the Saints in our preseason the against Saints? the Ravens. The we Saints picked Saints-Ravens for the yes. Super Bowl. That's what I picked. And I had the Saints with Breeze walking off. You had the Ravens. The thing with the Saints is Drew Brees is accurate. We know that. It's never been a story about his accuracy. It's his ability to make plays. Maybe with his they arm. just have their number. Maybe they just have the. Bu- Remember the year the Giants beat the Cowboys twice, and the Cowboys were 13 and three a couple years ago. The Giants made the playoffs 11 and five. I, I maybe they have their number for that year, but I'm still taking my chances with the Buccaneers because I know what they can do when they're on. Like they're explosive. They get after. Well, on you. both sides and, of the field. And and on top of it. Once you get Antonio Brown going, I mean, that's just another deadly weapon to have on that offense that it's going to be nearly impossible for defenses to shut down. You're going to ask Seattle. Let me say that again. You're going to ask Seattle's defense to stop stop this offense. Good luck. The Bears. I know the Bears beat the Buccaneers, but still, if Brady had another 30 seconds in that game, and if he knew it wasn't fourth down, they'd probably win that game. Nick Foles isn't beating him. That Bears team is awful. Okay? Their offense is awful. Green Bay, we just saw when Green Bay gets beat up by a physical team past couple of years. They get they go they go quiet. They go nowhere. They go hide under their shell. The Saints are the only team I could see beating the Buccaneers because they have everything you want. They have, they have the quarterback, they got the coach, they got the running attack, they got the weapons, and they got the defense to do Thomas it. Play. Yeah, and, and they, they don't, don't even have Michael Thomas play last week. He came back and played last week. He did play. But, but that's so, the key, having him back Put the team that I mean, Casey. Casey's going to be very tough for the Steelers to beat because Mahomes looks amazing. And right now, Mahomes looks like the MVP front I mean, Russell's been amazing. Aaron's been amazing. But, but the numbers, Mahomes has 27 touchdowns, the one pick. Oof, my goodness. Can that man get any better? Casey's going to be tough. But I'm still sticking with the Buccaneers. They had an off night. Everybody has it. That's all. I mean, Seattle. I know people are high on Seattle, but I just can't take a defense that, no matter how good. Listen, Josh Allen looks like the best quarterback in the league. No, Man, matter- I'm not knocking Josh Allen, but he was like 12 14 for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Why do these guys not understand? This is not going to happen. People- Jamal Adams doesn't play good in the pass defense. So he's, actually, he's actually been, more he's actually the, been horrible. Actually, this he's year. one of the worst defenders. I'm not trying to I'm two. not trying to like. He's that. great in the running game. That's why he leads the team in sacks, even though he's missed half the season. He is awful in the passing game. He, and it's not that he's awful. He just doesn't match up well for some odd reason because the talent is there. You know he's an elite talent. He just doesn't defend the pass well for some and odd I'm not reason. Tr- I'm not trying to bash anybody right now. I'm just saying. I saw Seattle firsthand last week, and I've been saying it for the past couple weeks. Russell Wilson's amazing. Russell Wilson is a top two, maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. He, can't get to the he quarterback. threw for 300 last week. They Their offense— he got sacked five times in the game last week, too. And he had turnovers again. And he had two turnovers. Like he's, he's been throwing more picks. But the defense, you score 35, four points and you still lose by 10-plus points, I, you're not getting to a Super Bowl with that. Like, if you do, it, you oh, could just yeah. give Russell Wilson everything. Give him the best quarterback in the league, give him everything if he gets to a Super Bowl. But I cannot take Seattle, Seattle Super Bowl. Serious enough to get to a Super Bowl with how historically bad that defense is. It's just not going to happen. So let's finish off with the two of her. Yeah, let me finish off with that. Joe, did you want to say anything like final about the NFC currently right
1: now? Like, are you? I think think Teddy hit the nail on the head. I think there's no, I mean, I think other than the Chiefs, and I think even the Chiefs, if you really want to get into them, we probably could. I don't think anybody is really, again, you're in a situation where you have an undefeated team and you're like, Maybe they're the third best team in the conference in the AFC. I, I think it's tough. I don't I, I think that we're finally at a time where there's not one dominant team right now. And this is I think why if you're the Giants and you're a Giants fan and you're like, well, maybe, maybe if they get in there, they've got we're the defense. Hey, we've maybe seen it be- Listen, we've we have seen it before. Listen,
0: we, oh. we've seen it before the Giants. The Giants have made the playoffs and won Super Bowl in a nine and seven and ten and, and seven. So and here's the thing: the Giants have showed we're not saying that the they were able the to compete against one of the best teams in football, and that was the Tampa Bay Bucs. Right. We're not saying the Giants are winning so, the Super Bowl, anybody. No, All right, hold on. Listen, listen, play listen. Play. But the Giants showed that they compete. They showed it at the beginning of the season that they compete with Pittsburgh, and that was the first game with a whole new brand. With no they can training. compete with anybody. And then it took them eight weeks later, and they competed against the best team of football in the Tampa Bay Bucs. So the two biggest and best teams in football right now, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, they competed with, and they held them down to the wire. If it wasn't for a late pick by Daniel Jones and that long 17-play 97 yard drive, that game was maybe different against the Steelers. And the same thing against Tampa. If it wasn't for a couple of mishaps and a couple of different things that happened late in the game, the Giants had Tampa Miss Bay by, by the cojones. So it just shows that. that the Giants are there. They're not. They're closer to the middle and front of the pack than they are to the back of the pack where Jacksonville and the Jets. and the Jets are. And, and then even it, yeah. Dallas right now, performance-wise, at least performance-wise, but the the Giants are showing that type of improvement. Joe, I would agree with you. I, I don't think there is a dominant team in the NFL right now. I mean, the Steelers are eight and zero. They've been great, but they've had their slip ups and they've had their issues, and they're going to have to figure it out. I'm still, I still love the Steelers. I still love them. Listen, but there is no dominant team right now, and I agree in with you. Two-
1: in 2007, you, you might recall. Obviously, the Giants were going to win the Super Bowl, but they lost that that last week of the season to the Patriots, and um, their playoff opponents, the yeah. Cowboys, the Packers, and, and, and Packers. It was Tim Dallas, yep. and, the, and then It'd the Jeff yep. Do you know that they had lost to all of those teams yes. every time they faced them in the I regular season. season? I mean. Tampa, and they had
0: lost to the Packers early in the season, Week Two, when Brett Favre put up like forty points against. Forty-five.
1: And they were all. Oh, no, look here. Here is the interesting thing about this team. This is a team that gradually got better. The offense was terrible to start the season. The defense was. The defense had to really settle in on this team. Once the offense started clicking, and by the time they got to that Patriots game, people were calling for Coughlin's head. They wanted Manning out of town. And I remember saying to some people. I was like, man, I know this is going to sound so stupid. I think if this team, and you'll recall they lost, they had to actually, another team had to lose for them to get the wild card that year. So things really worked out really magically for the Giants. I just had this weird feeling. I'm like, I don't know. If they make the playoffs, I think this team could beat anybody. And as it was, everybody they, had, they beat was a team that had already beaten them in the regular season. So I wouldn't say that this Giants team, can't win a super bowl because i i I think in this year if the giants next seven games if there's a big enough turnaround they win this division i don't know that there's a team current other than maybe the chiefs and the ravens that i think would annihilate the giants and that's where I want to
0: see the Giants compete the next seven. Hey, games. Remember those years? Like you said, because you're going to have Arizona, hey. you're going to have Dallas, and you're going to, and you're going to have some also. of these teams where you're going to be able to compete and prove to us as fans and to themselves as giant organization that they are proving that they are getting better. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I Man, love I did, Jace Garcia, dude. I did, have, I did have this deal going on going undefeated, so. Convinced. You have Here's to admit, it.
1: you yeah, have to know. admit, nobody loves the Giants more than that guy. Jace just like. Jace loves the Giants. You love Gary Sanchez. That's going to be the thing. Of the show. <laughs> and you, you love the Giants and
0: Gary. Giants and Gary. A <laughs> Here's my thing that I was going to say. Joe and Jace. Funny Joe thing is, you and know, Gary and... the two years that the Giants won those Super Bowls, they started six and two, and then faltered. Remember, they lost a lot of those games. They were so hot, everybody was tying them. Just saying, the Giants have a very, I don't know. They played Philly this week, and then they go on bye next week. So then they have like Cincinnati, Cincinnati Arizona. Arizona, the they, Ravens. They get the Browns at home. They okay. have a very favorable schedule going forward. So all I know is, as a Giant fan, I'm excited because the future has some sore of direction and that's the most important thing for many giant fans. This that's best game. what I tell you though when Joe has on the screen for about the last five minutes. Sorry, this, uh, yeah. this situation this Joe's game, hard work has been up here for five minutes and we haven't even done it. We're, we're talking about the Giants again. But here's the thing. We love talking these, to, Giants. these two guys again. Now Joe, you know I have been favorite of Herbert last couple weeks and you're like last week wasn't his fault last week that they lost. We had his team all the way down to the end the kid ended up dropping the ball in the end zone. They lost, but I'm telling you, he's there. He is there. What I think is more impressive, and we talked about in pre-show was, and we had the bet would two have more than 150 yards pass, and of course he did that. Last and of week. course, Joe but I was even I was shocked of how well he performed, passing ability, but being able to understand the schematics of football, being able to move within the pocket, scramble, make big plays, and the ball was pinpoint. Now that was something he was good in college. We never really worried about his accuracy. Because that was something he was known for in college, accuracy. He's got that Drew Brees mentality and accuracy. But he was smooth last week. He looked every part of the point of where the uh, Dolphins took him at number five. He looked the part. And and you said it before the show, that is the reason why the Dolphins put him in when they did in that week. Because they knew he was ready. Or else they wouldn't have implemented him in the season and not cost themselves to win games. Because this is all about winning football games, as we talk about every week. We're not here to lose games. We're here to win football games because people's jobs are on the line. So, um you can continue. You no, know, just don't, don't lose track, bro. I'm not losing He's track. getting distracted over here. Here's, no, here's, here's the thing. I just, I just want to see these guys two compete because the way I look at it is, could this be a Manning? type of Brady thing that we look forward to every year with these young quarterbacks that so you want to see Herbert versus Burrow Tua versus Herbert you know what I mean I know they're not in the division all the time but neither was Manning and can I say something that? the Miami Dolphins might realistically have a shot because that was my bold prediction no, that Tua would lead them to the playoffs they might, that was my bold they, prediction they won the division and Colin Coward relates the Giants to this Dolphins team of last year because the Dolphins remember last year the Dolphins were bad they were supposed to tank they were going to be historically bad but they finished 5-11 and and they had two. They assists. looked like they had the right. They were going in the right direction. That was the most important thing. The Dolphins have their quarterback, plain and simple. Two is going to be their guy, and the Chargers have their guy. Just like the Cincinnati Bengals have their guy as well. All three of these teams have their guy. It's just, it's amazing to see how much young talent there is, especially at the quarterback position currently in this and NFL. And how well they play, and team. how well they're playing. Like Kyler Murray, we just looked up their stats from compared to Lamar last year and his stats are much better than what Lamar's was last year MVP. So there's so many good young quarterbacks. It's just can Herbert and this charger team find a way to win a game and close out a game. And can the dolphins continue this winning streak right now? Because right now the dolphins defense is really good and their offense is starting to connect with Tua. So the dolphins could be a scary team with the remaining schedule that they have in this a- AFC picture. Kyler Murray is on pace, Joe, to be the first ever quarterback to have a 1,000 yards rushing and 4,000 yards passing. Joe, That's are we
1: choppy? It's a little choppy. You're a little a choppy. Little. Your faces oh, are blurred. Our faces are blurred. That's our most important asset is our faces. I know.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Joe. What do we got to do about this? We got to call the IT. We're Slap the side of your TV. modem. Slide my mouth. Yeah, Let me just push it. How would I just hey, let me just it? slap him? Slap me. Well, we're, it's all right. We're almost done with the with the show, so we'll we'll finish up strong. What's your take on this game?
1: Well, I think Tua's going to win, and I think Herbert's going to have a slightly better statistical game. That's the way I see it going. I think two was on a better look. Tua walked into a good situation, and he would have. And, and had he not gotten hurt, he'd be on the Bengals right now, and Burrow might very well be on the, on the Chargers. I mean, or, at the dolphins. Yeah. But you know what? You never know. If, maybe sure, the order, the order it. certainly could. I mean, if, if, all things considered, these guys might not be on the same teams that they are but they might if down 2 down hadn't down. gotten hurt. But you know what? It
0: probably won't work out for itself because Burrow stays home, where he's from, Ohio. Tua goes to Miami, kind of goes to that Latin, even though he's Samoan, kind of goes to that area. Miami kind of always had the tank for Tua. He kind of looks like he fits in Miami. I don't know what it is. And then Herbert just kind of looks like the West Coast, California, fly with the hair, very intellectual. He was a genius at Oregon, graduated in three years with like a... uh, what was it, like a biology degree? but oh, molecular, I, was, I, I, I don't know. I, I, believe I believe it was molecular. I don't even know how to pronounce the word. I oh, it yeah, it's molecular like molecular biology or something. He's a smart he dude. Yeah, he was like a 4.2 student, which, you know, like, I only knew you can go to 4, but I guess you go to 4.2. Uh, 2 has a better defense, absolutely, and, and Herbert has the better weapons. Totally agree. So it it should be a perfect matchup then. You'll see how Herbert plays against Flores. The coach Flores has done a great job for Miami. It's going to be a fun, interesting matchup. Joe, who do you think wins? He just –
1: I, I did. I, I I said, I think the Dolphins win the game, but I think I think Monday when we're talking about it, we're going to be like, definitely Herbert had a better game, but two Tua, is in a great spot because, look, he doesn't have to do a ton to win. It, this isn't Alabama. It's not all on him. You know what and, I mean? And and it's a great to... situation for a rookie to be in.
0: No, I think Herbert pulls it out. I think the Chargers pull this one out. I think Herbert does enough offensively to pull it out. I'm going. I think two. what's going on. The only two thing two on that I heard thing the hurts Miami Dolphins at two is they don't have a running game. No, like, two on the Dolphins. They're 27th in Russia. Joe, my... Joe, do you smell a bet coming? I saw your face. I it "Are we I 100%. Dude,
1: uh, have... Let me get some of this. If they your boy Herbert's you so good, if Herbert's so good, let's do it. All yeah, right. It. Well, so is this triple or nothing? Because I already beat
0: you with double or nothing. Let's triple or nothing. What is it now? What do you want? What is this? Chargers win. Is this too low? No, 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 no. Is this, this, is is just, this is just straight. Hey, up charging
1: hey. This is between Teddy and I. Yeah, yeah. Triple or nothing. You take charges, I take Miami. And again, I still say, I think Herbert's going to have a great day. Yes, I think Tua ends up walking out of there. And, with and the I'll put it this way.
0: I think I think all three quarterbacks are going to be legit quarterbacks. And I think you're going to, in 10 years, you're going to start mentioning them just like you did with Eli Rivers and Roethlisberger. I really truly, the biggest question will be is the organizations. Do they do enough for the three individuals? Do they surround these guys with protection on the offensive line and give them weapons? Because Absolutely. the Giants did for Eli. They had, he, they had a good young, not a young, they had a great veteran line for the first six years. Phil Rivers had talent, and Ben Rothersberger had the defense. Let's be honest. Big Ben had that elite defense with Jerome Bettis. Rivers had with Daniel Tomlinson and Gates and Vincent Jackson, and then Eli had a running game, a good offensive line, and 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 and, okay. and playmaking ability when it mattered the most. Really. So. All right, should be fun. We got- so we got our weekly bet. Okay.
1: Love it. Good to know, Joseph. As always, <laughs> love it, Joey. Thanks, brother. Always a pleasure, boys. You Love away. you too. Catch Love you next
0: Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, did you know it was Friday the 13th? Yes, I did. Everybody be safe, please. This year has given us enough weird, just weird stuff this year. Let's be careful, everyone. It's, a, it's November 13th, Friday the 13th. It's crappy out, my God. But oh, I'm glad people are enjoying Keys of the City and following on your. Friday afternoon. We are streaming on all social media platforms at like Keys to the City. Comment, subscribe, like, or share. Crest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah, Keys to the City,
1: baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we state in. Podcast control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.